all these animals the size of other animals? I am a brave frog. Fuck! Welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. How's yeah. everybody doing? <laughs> I am so doing upset good. right now. Yeah? Why? What happened? You're upset? A lot of technical issues. Aww. But not with oh, me. Really? Us? Never. <clears throat> so when last we left off, we were just approaching Barnabas Harrigan's Island, or so you've been led to believe. For some of you guys, this is a long time coming. Uh, so Leon, how does it feel to at, like you're on the Mascador and you know some at some point somebody's like oh there it is and you can like see this like tiny little fly speck of an island and it's you know throughout the hours it's like drawing closer and closer how does Leon feel as he's watching this island get closer and he believes that Barnabas Harrigan is waiting for him on that island he's definitely excited anxious I mean it's been a long well it feels like a long time coming he's been bitching to the crew for a while now he's he really needs this to happen. He needs Harrigan dead. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm pumped. Probably not sleeping as well as I should. Hey, uh, do we know the background uh, behind exactly why you need Harrigan dead? Because we all know why we I was need just, Harrigan dead. I was, I was just thinking that too, Joe. I was like, yeah. I don't know if we have, like, I don't know if he's just here on a Mass Brotherhood mission or if there's something more personal behind it. I bet it's to uh, cover I, I, up something bad he did to somebody in the group. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I've been known to do that. It, get, it's my kink. Don't kink shame me. Um, I just have to assume everything's Leon's kink at this point. <laughs> no, it's Andrew. <laughs> they say you always play a little bit of yourself in every character. I, that's the one that I choose is my level of kinks. That's it. That's my consistency. Um, <laughs> no, I... When I first showed up, my overall statement was, I've been sent, well, to Devon. I've been sent by the Mass Brotherhood. We have to kill Harrigan. I'll help you if you help me. Because I know you want him dead, too. That's that's the extent that Leon has discussed it. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's juicy. There's and, so uh, much untold. But then I rolled up and kept people alive when they should have been dead a few times. And <laughs> that gets people just going, hey, that Leon's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then Leon had to, you know, sit on his hands for like three and a half, four months, waiting for the rest of the group to finally get around to going after Harrigan. But three and a half, four months, you know, that that's, that might seem like a long time, but uh, Devoth, it's been about, it's been over ten months at this point since yeah. Devoth and the gang first got press ganged way back in episode one. So how does it feel for Devoth as uh, as you guys are approaching this island? Well, Devoth is definitely eager to get this thing done. Maybe a bit over-eager, because he was really expecting Harrigan to be there at that naval battle at Sharkbait Island. And when he pussied out and wasn't even on his own ship to mount that assault, like, Devoth's got, like, a sense of blue balls going. He needs he needs a release in the form of <laughs> Harrigan dying. <laughs> nice. All right, and then that leaves us with Scram, who... Is uh you know he's he's been in this just as long as Devoth, Scram. How does uh how, how do you feel as you watch this island uh, slowly grow closer? Well, so before it was very much kind of like a daunting image in my mind, like oh my god, we're gonna have to deal with so many ships, we're gonna have to deal with this, we're gonna have to deal with that, and then like now that we're past the first uh, fight. Uh, Scrim's kind of, like, in pretty high hopes, like, watching the Wormwood, like, burn the fuck down, like, he's, he's kind of like, you know, this is gonna go fantastic. Also, he's been kind of, like, focusing on, uh, getting Manny's thing done, or, oh my god. (laughs) Alright. Uh, he's been focusing on getting Ivan's, uh, uh, armor done. Are we taking Autumn along? Who are we taking along here? What are we taking along? Were we taking the fleet, or was it just us? Uh, we were taking whatever part of the fleet was not, like, terribly damaged. Like, whatever had gotten repaired in, in like, the three days that we stayed back on Sharkbane. So I think that was probably just, like, Autumn and the Mascador. Maybe Sandera's boat? Uh, no. I mean, you guys... Remember, we did a bunch of... You guys stayed of, for... Yeah, we did a bunch of, um... Yeah, we stayed for three uh, days. Make holes. Uh, I made uh, some, um, scrolls so that way people could put them into their spell book. Uh, so we got shit done. Yeah, so you have a fair amount of ships 
with you guys, including Autumn and the internship. Yeah, Scrib's probably chilling on Autumn like, yeah, I'm ready to fucking go. Let's go. Oh, he's too good for the Mascador now. <laughs> All right, so maybe another hour goes by and uh, the island's closer than ever. Uh, rocky outcroppings surrounded by smaller shoals and rocks encompass this horseshoe-shaped island topped with 30-foot-high rocky cliffs. Past the shoals and inside the horseshoe shape lies a small but ample enough harbor with a small beach on its northern shore. There is no pier. A fortress is perched on the cliff edge, cut off from the rest of the island via a 20-foot trough. A 30-foot-tall octagonal sentry tower looms high above the harbor's beach, with a pair of ballistae looming on its roof. With chains descending from its eastern face, attaching a drawbridge, which allows access to a stone staircase that winds up from the beach below. Save for the beach and fortress, the entire island is dense jungle. So, you're close enough to take in all this. You've got to figure any any sentries in that tower probably spotted you a while ago. Yeah, nowhere to hide on the open water. Yeah, especially since you're you're not just one ship, you are a flotilla. And... Devoth would have made a point to have the the bullhorns out on arrival, just so Harrigan knows exactly who's coming for him. Um, I do remind Devoth, hey, we need to ring the gong here, make sure that that beast uh, stays down. Yeah, yeah, ring the gong and toss over a livestock, something to it, some sort of make sure nobody confuses Cheryl for livestock. (laughs) Um, Yes, please. All right. So, what is your plan of attack? You're not seeing any ships. Like, none have, like, sailed out to meet you. Did you uh, really just ask that? It's Devoth. His plan of attack is sail up. If he could, he would sail the ship straight up the side of the beach to the door. <laughs> and sure. then break it down. But we'll probably have to settle for sailing to the beach and then walking off the shore. <laughs> sure. So, you remember looking through Skaggs's map that you found on Dagon's Jaws. And you remember reading about, a like, a secret sea cave entrance that would uh pop up right here uh are you taking this entrance or are you storming the fence i see devoth is already kind of uh <laughs> well, you know what we should do devoth <laughs> i'm ima- hold on i'm imagining like a uh legends of the hidden temple like you could take the path of the silver monkey and it's like the cameras are kind of like giving you like a like a like a a wide sweep of all these different routes, or you could take the secret sea cave that comes out on, and it's like there's like panning through the room that the sea cave Yo, comes out on. You can already back. see Devoth's head poking up. <laughs> Omek is he's like, already, oh, um, he's, well, he's already beaten the shit out of the temple guards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick, I did hear that they're bringing Legends of the Hidden Temple back. It's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. Hopefully, the purple parrots can fucking win once. Yo, it's about the silver snakes, man. Yeah, or the red jaguars, at least. Yeah, it it's, must be super fun p- picking the team that always wins is your favorite. I mean, <laughs> well, it's it's why is the Yankees my fan? Hey. Well, he does like the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> Gotta give him credit. Uh, but anyway. Actually, hold on. I want to say this oh. actually in-game. Okay. Yeah. This would be before we were like right up close on the island. Roll okay. it back a little bit. Okay. Knock, yeah, knock, come on knock. in. I come in. Um... I'll leave the door open, too, unless he Ooh. says to close it. Uh, I wouldn't make a point of it unless the conversation turns in a weird direction. So uh, Ivan's going to walk in, and he's going to pull a chair out and sit down on the other side of DeVos' desk. So, hey, pal, what's your plan here? Because we just go storming in like you normally do, and pretty much like what Harrigan's fleet did back at Sharkbane Island. We're going to end up with the same result here. So, hope you you got something cooking there that I'm not aware of. Oh, I've been thinking about this ever since we found that uh, that journal from from Skaggs. Oh, that's right. I forgot we had that. We found that on, uh, what was it, Dagon's Island? Uh, Dagon's Jaws, yeah. Dagon's Jaws, that's right. You find anything useful in there? Well, I think we did. In that journal, he's got a little map drawn of uh, of Harrigan's Fortress, the bottom level of it, at least. It seems that there's a sea cave a little off to the side on the island that leads, that has like some sort of underground tunnel that leads into Harrigan's Fortress. 
So, since we uh, thought ahead enough to bring along a nice big distraction, what we're going to do is we're going to have the rest of the fleet start shelling the fort from whatever bay they might have on this little pissant island, and maybe mount a, a token assault force on the front gate while we sneak in through the sea cave and start wreaking havoc from within. That, that sounds like a pretty solid plan. I have to say, Devot, that's uh, pretty surprised how well thought out this plan is for you of all people. If you, if you don't mind, may I make one addition? I like the Let's idea of having the fleet stage a token attack on the front gates of the fort. May I suggest, though, that we leave the Mascador here and take Autumn to find the cave, since she has that nice low-ride ability? Also, if the Mascador were to break from the fleet, I think Harrigan would notice that and put all of his attention to it. And he must know there's a secret entrance. I mean, what's the first thing you did when you got your island? I took the fort. And then what? You covered every inch of it. You wanted to know every little thing about it. I imagine Harrigan would have done the same thing. Yeah, well, Harrigan's never proved to be all that will of a planner, but uh, you're probably Neither right in this you. case. Have you told Scram about the plan? Because if not, we should probably have him at least aware of it and have everyone transfer to Autumn before we're too close. Uh, that's a fair point. And actually, to that end, if we want Harrigan to think that the Mascador is leading the assault on the front, he should probably think I'm on it. Are you trying to plan on disguising somebody to look like you to keep sailing the Mascador out in the open? Well, that's the idea. Since we just sold a bunch of stuff in Quent, one of the things that Devoth would have picked up would be a hat of disguise. Oh, hmm. lovely. Which, see, now is the, the, the part that I'm kind of hemming and hawing about. Like, I don't know if I want to just have one of the other members of the Mascador do it, or if I want to, like, have Mahim come and pretend to be Devoth for a little bit. Well, you know, he wouldn't hold back. <laughs> no. You know what? I think I am. I think I'm going to have Price Chapman play the part for this battle. Oh, I've been preparing for, for weeks to play my part as Devoth. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I got a hat of disguise. I would have you know, presented it to him, at least temporarily. And you know, he could use that to disguise self as me, mm -hmm. which should fool just about, barring any magical oddities that should... Uh, fool anyone looking out from the fort into assuming that I am on board the Mascador leading the assault. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ivan brings up a good plan using Autumn with his little low-right ability to sneak off to the side while they're focused on the frontal assault. So then, did Devoth actually say in-game or not if I should go over and tell Scram the plan? Yeah, okay. I, um, like, yeah, like you don't have to tell him. Like, I would call the officers together and present the plan of attack and, you know, like, fill Price Chapman in on his role and everything else. Okay, all right, then we can just skip ahead. Forget how I want it to leave. So I assume Devoth would then call the officers, i.e. the PCs and Price Chapman, and like flag down Tom on Autumn. Um, Devoth, don't you think that like we've captured his people, we've done all this stuff. Uh, I, I feel that at the very least he might be setting up traps everywhere that we can possibly get in. Uh, Dimension Door would just skip over the hard parts of that. Maybe save us from a few will saves. <laughs> uh, and that's a good point. But my thinking there is I prefer having you with that Dimension Door as a way to get us out if, for whatever reason, we, we oh, find ourselves in over our I heads. I have two. I'm not. <laughs> I expected one to go in and one to come out. All right, well... I thought you had other things that you would prepare that, that might be more useful in in this type of situation. But my my thinking, too, is of everyone that we talked to, it seemed like no one else knew about this secret cave entrance. I mean, it seemed like other than... Well, it seemed like everyone we talked to had never even been inside the fort. So we already know much more than Harrigan thinks we know. If you say so. Scram kind of like shrugs his shoulders we've been in this situation before so i'm just gonna bite my tongue on it okay so the plan is to launch like a faux assault on the gates from the water 
yep. and use that as a smoke screen to uh, enter the sea caves. All right, uh, so you guys get into the uh, the bay, and some the whoever's in the lead ship, whether it's the Mascador at this point or some other ship, uh, would get their gong out, ring it, and you guys would have you know some sort of preserved meat on on board. If not, like like a like a live pig or something, uh, I throw that overboard. You hear an alarm being sounded. Like it didn't like just start. Like the the alarm's been sounding probably for a while now and you're just too far away to hear uh so they're like they're very aware of uh of your approach so uh you all get on autumn and you uh he gets down he gets low gets low on the water and uh you you kind of like leave your your fleet behind as like cannon fire fills the air and like catapults and they're just like battering at the at the cliffs and the the tower and you can hear like the the shouts of people on the tower Answering the call, some ballistas uh, fire down, and you guys uh, like veer to the right a little bit of where this uh, where the beach is. I have to imagine as we approach the sea cave too, like Devoth would look back and see like his ship and see what looks like himself standing on board giving orders, and mm-hmm. would be a little weirded out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys would eventually spot the sea cave. Uh, it was definitely hard to see, but you know you're you're looking for it, and you can kind of see the. Uh, the the waves like between the the waves you can see this uh, like just poking out from the surface of the water what is very clearly a cave so it's too small for autumn to follow you guys but you get there and you you hop off and you got to swim the rest of the way well, all right i will go toad man for that yep and devoth will casually walk along the bottom so what's the marching order in this cave cuz it's pretty tight I would probably be pretty far out to the front, seeing as I have a little bit more maneuverability and dark vision to see in front. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, we'll have Ivan up front. Uh, I figure Devoth is probably right, not too far behind him, since Devoth is, has freedom of movement in the water and can breathe and whatnot, so he's moving pretty much at full speed. And yeah, I imagine from there it's probably... I would like Scrimp to be like third or fourth in line. Yeah, I'd I would like, like Scram- him to be last. Yeah. But no, Leon you, in the back. No, you don't want them last. You want them in the middle, and you want Cheryl in the back in case something comes up behind us so it doesn't one-shot the wizard. Yeah, Cheryl in the back. <laughs> so he can get one-shot for the wizard. <laughs> no, no one-shot. <laughs> That's what Matt said. Not really. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. No, it's because Cheryl can take the hit, and then the wizard yeah, can blast Cheryl's whoever hits him. <laughs> Alright, so this blue square over here is where the the underwater cave opens up into this cavern. So it's definitely a tight squeeze for Ivan. You know, as a large-sized creature, you can squeeze through a five-foot hole. But you squeeze through this hole, and uh, you're getting a look around you. It's like, this stuff is like solid rock right here. Uh, But otherwise, it's a pretty open cavern. The ceiling's about 25 feet tall. uh, And you hear a voice, like, right behind you. It says, Well, this is a surprise. And you look behind you and you see a very sinister looking dragon. It's kind of like half lounging. Like it's, I, know, I guess it's like, I guess it's laying down sort of. Um, seemed like it was like in the middle of resting and you just kind of popped up right in front of it. He looks hungrily at you. You're surprised. I'm surprised. It's not every day you meet a dragon. I'm going to roll a diplomacy of a 13 to say that he, in a uh, respectful manner. The dragon, goddammit. The dragon kind of like rolls his eyes and he says, It is for me. I suppose it is my duty to kill you now. But where's the fun in that? Who else is down there? I'm sure you didn't come all by yourself. I am a brave adventurer, solo adventurer. Give me a a bluff check there, Ivan. You got it, buddy, with my negative one. (laughs) Five. The more the merrier. I suppose if I'm not going to... uh, I suppose I'm going to play with my food before I eat it. I should have the whole set. So bring them all up. Great. uh, I love checkers. We'll see if your companions can offer me a modicum of civility, as opposed to these pirates that I've been dealing with for the last weeks. Oh, God. We got to keep Devoth away. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, hold on. So, like, I, I can't imagine, like, Ivan was super far ahead of the rest of the group. But, like, anybody behind him would see that he's just kind of, like, 
kind of like maybe he's stuck because he's like squeezing into this five foot wide and hole. I am gonna purposely not finish getting through this hole until like you're s- you're blocking it. Until- yeah, yeah. Because if I can't turn around until you guys to go away, I'm just gonna use my fat ass to plug it. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you, what are you guys doing underwater? Ivan has stopped moving. I would even like one of my back legs. I would keep like kicking towards them, you know, like <laughs> repeating, like repetitively. I'd probably like at least like pull out Chip and just start like poking Ivan in the butt with like the butt end of Chip. Like, I w- with the, with I would kick even more infuriously at him. <laughs> These are frog legs too. Like I could hurt you. <laughs> the monster's like poking at you. Like come on, get out of the way. I, I don't. <laughs> the dragon stands up. He looks rather annoyed that you're not moving. I say I'm stuck. Can you help me? He bares his teeth. He says, shall I give you some assistance no. getting unstuck? No, no. All right. And I will... Is like the hole that I'm coming out of, I'm imagining we're like still underwater, right? Like, Yeah. Okay. And um, it opens into this cave, which is not underwater. So what do you do, Ivan? Since DeVos being an asshole and keeps smacking me with that axe in the ass, and I don't really want to get eaten, I think my only option at this point is I kind of want to like pop myself up out of the hole and shapeshift into an owl and fly up. While simultaneously, now that I'm an owl form and have then my mask on, just start screaming, DRAGON! It's a dragon! <laughs> um, okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's you like nothing else. Scream wait, about it approach. Wait, do you not have a frog mask? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I think it's... Oh, so God how, damn it. So how were you even conversing with the dragon? <laughs> magic dragon magic, I guess. Okay. Yeah, man. We're like magic animals. We have that... Anime lock eyes and we know thing. <laughs> so let me get this straight. You're going to turn into an owl and you're going to fly up to the, like the ceiling of the cave shouting there's a dragon as the rest of the group pops out of this hole five feet from the dragon. Well, I'm hoping that because I'm going to be yelling it's a dragon immediately that they would not continue to just single file pop up out of this hole. Like, the boss probably a goner. At this point, I'm just trying to minimize collateral damage. I was going to say, have you met DeVos? <laughs> <laughs> I know okay. Cheryl here that think twice about climbing through the hole. I mean, Goddamn it's, right. it's, 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 they're underwater. Like, I don't know how well they'd be able to hear you. Like, you're not, uh, you're not surfacing a, yeah. and then climbing out of the hole. Like, you climb out of the hole and you're in the cave. All like, right, all right, all right. New tactic then. I won't do that, because you're right. It wouldn't make sense to turn around and and yell at the water. (laughs) They're not going to hear it, and the dragon's going to be like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Um, Instead, I will look at the dragon and say... Nothing, because you're a frog. The dragon's getting very impatient watching you change from one tactic (laughs) to another as you realize it's a bad idea, though, so you should probably just do something. Serpentine! Serpentine! I'm going to uh, just pop out, I guess, at that point, at this point. All right. So Ivan finally hops out of the hole, uh, and Devoth, your way is now unclogged. Yeah. So I climb up after him. All right. So you service, and you probably see Ivan uh, as a frog who's like looking back at you, but probably looking past you at what you, you know, you turn your head and you see that there's a dragon standing right there. Like, oh, that's different. He bares his teeth. And he says, yes, yes, a, a big scary dragon. Climb out of the hole, get the rest of your companions so we can get this over with. As I'm climbing out, I would mumble under my like, oh, you're not that big. <laughs> <laughs> ah, <isn't>... dragon! <laughs> <laughs> if only somebody could have warned you. <laughs> if only. So once you're, once you're all out, he kind of like, like waits a, a beat to see if anybody else is going to climb out of this clown car of a hole. <laughs> And uh, when it looks like that's the last of you, he looks back and he says, I don't suppose you're here to throw Barnabas Harrigan a surprise party. Oh, no, I'm here to kill him. That's quite. Well, it has been my job to guard this entrance of the fort. 
but it is such dull work. I cannot stand working with these pirates any longer. Perhaps, if you can entertain me, I might just pretend I didn't see you. Are I will... we the luckiest motherfuckers of all time that <laughs> we roll up to a bored dragon? <laughs> and he just wants us to tell him a story. <laughs> now, I... <laughs> now at this point I'm going to add like once you're once you're all in this cave like there's some real sinister air to this cave and you remember feeling something similar uh when you went to go kill Father Hall where you were in the abyss and anybody who wasn't evil and or wasn't chaotic took a minus 2 on all their mental ability checks and skill checks so that feels very similar to this except this time, anybody who's not evil and or lawful takes a minus two, and that stacks. Oof. So anybody who's not evil takes a minus two on all their mental shit. Uh, so Scram will only take a minus two on his shit. The rest of you, I don't think there's any lawful evil or just evil or just lawful of you in this group. So you're all taking a minus four. Um, also, I need everybody to give me a will save versus this dragon's uh, frightening presence. Oh, no. Oh, just for him existing? Yeah. And I go down in the room. <laughs> Hell, I got an eight. All right. So, Leon, you are shaken. So you're taking a minus two on all, basically all D20 rolls. And then if it if that D20 roll happens to be a mental ability or skill check, uh, it's a minus six. Cheryl got 23, so. Ooh, Cheryl, you're not shaken. Nice. Uh, Neither's Ivan with a 29. All right. Scram got a 20. Oh, Scram had a 20? Okay, so Scram, you are also shaken. Oh. And in true Devoth fashion, he nat 20 that for a 37. Of course he did. Ooh. So, 21 rounds. Holy shit. That's what? how long you're all shaken for. Was that 2, 1, 21? 21, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, you get your money's worth on those D6s. That's Jesus. like a full. That's like a full two minutes and six seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is exactly what it is. Uh, so now that you're all like there, and you're all like, it's clear that you're not about to just like blindly uh, rush at him. He kind of gives you a a courteous like like head bob, dragon bow, and he says, "My name is Dorel. Back where I come from, my favorite hobby was exchanging haikus." If any of you can entertain me with a series of haikus, that would uh, it would be a nice change of pace. Ooh, what's that roll? Do you want us to actually come up with haikus, <laughs> or do we have to roll a check for this? Uh, I need a check uh, for a haiku. It is either a form oratory, linguistics, or perform sing. Um, but yeah, linguistics is also an applicable skill. I have a um, I have a fifteen in linguistics. Not, wow, I've really? I've got so many minuses. I've got a twelve before however many minuses I'm supposed to have for. You're at oh, shit, oh I'm at minus. Yeah, two, you'd be right? at a minus six. So, Thirteen. Yeah, I, so I'm at only I'm only at a plus six for my linguistics right now. Okay. Is this a is this a minus two to this as well? You're shaken and you have a minus two on all. Uh, mental skill checks, so linguistics and perform sing count as those. So you'd be at a minus four. Darrell wants to hear five haikus. Well, it's definitely you, Scram. All right. Leon, I know you're not like a full bard. You've just got the variant multiclass. Do you have inspire competence? Yes. That could be applied to Scram. I don't know what bonus he gets from it. Plus two. I'll do that. All right, well, here we go. Oh, look, wait, I do have an actual haiku for him. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I've, I have found a, a random haiku generator, which I was prepared to utilize for this. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got the, you are his captive. Barnabas Harrigan sucks. Let us kill him now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Scram, let's see right, it. Here you go. I think you're at a, a net minus two Ooh, nice. after all of your wow. adjustments. Ooh. Wow. 30. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll use uh, Matt's haiku for that one. <laughs> With a really so shaky a... voice. <laughs> <laughs> Scram finishes and Dorel just... <laughs> Very cheeky of you. Well, what else you got? Oh, I got to do... Fu- 
I gotta do four more of these. Yeah. Oh shit! All right. Oh, let's go. Twenty nine. Oh. oh my god. <laughs> All right. Here. So here's uh, Scram's second haiku. Magical morning. Shall a little light ghost skips under the kitten? All right. <laughs> Darrell loves it. Oh! <laughs> Jesus Christ, Scram! Holy shit! Uh, thirty-three. Wow, well, that's on a natural twenty-two. So, I am very impressed with these rolls. Holy shit! Right? I'm very impressed with Scram's haiku improvisational <laughs> technique. Right? Acromatic bound, a necrotic tissue runs in spite of the house. Ooh, that's not chilling. Not the house part, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> the rest of it was pretty... All right, so what is that, 16? Yeah, that feels okay. about right. All right, he uh, he doesn't seem as impressed by that one. He says, hmm, well... They can't I, all be winners. Uh, you do seem rather young, even for a human. I suppose I was getting my hopes up. Maybe you can redeem yourself. Inclement Mountain. A first goofy wife frightens <laughs> under the giraffe. <laughs> Yep, that <laughs> that was a sixteen, all right. Yeah, that, yep. that was appropriately goofy. <laughs> Technically a haiku, but woof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus! All right, Scram, what do you got the for the last one? one? That's one of the worst haikus I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> uh, ten more than that last one. Twenty-six. Nice. All right. Four out of five ain't bad. Right. Okay. Sand-loving sand dunes. A blue alligator stalks after the tiger. That one was fierce. Uh, Durrell, uh, he, he, like, he bows his head at Scram and he says, Very impressive. I've never heard a human as young in years as you have such a gift for poetry. That said, it is still my duty to stop anyone from... Leaving this cave alive. This motherfucker just wanted five free haikus. I see how it is. But perhaps, if you still wish to entertain me, I could hear one of your so-called piratical stories, as I imagine is your proclivity based on your (laughs) attire. If you guys want, you can give me an infamy check. I would say that at this point, it's probably been a couple minutes, so... You guys are no longer shaken <laughs> to spit out five haikus. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's also a bunch of dialogue. And, yeah. Yeah. But there is still that very oppressive air to this cave. Everybody is getting a minus four on their mental skill checks except Scram, who's still at a minus two. Yep. All right. So everyone's, if we're doing infamy, that's everyone assisting my intimidate. So let's see it. Minus four for that plus six. So it's a 33 total. Okay. What's the DC for your uh, infamy checks these days? And also, if you don't mind, like anything specific, yeah, you uh, of a subject. Um, I was gonna tell him the story of us like delving into the abyss and killing a Ooh, demon, and I like that one, and all Ooh. that. Uh, and our DC is it's fifteen plus level times two, so that's twenty four. So the DC is thirty seven. Wow. Yeah, I mean that sounds right. They get it gets really high. Thirty nine. Wow. He just kind of like. Sniffs unamusedly, listening to your story. He says, well, as much as I love hearing stories of demons meeting their maker, suppose I expected more. As I said, I am, uh, am duty-bound to stop anything from leaving this cave. So I ask of you, why should I let you leave? At this point, I need someone to give me a diplomacy check. So he started out... Hostile. The successful haikus brought him to... Unfriendly. Thank you. Unfriendly. Had you succeeded at the infamy check, that would have brought him to neutral. And the diplomacy check here to convince him to not attack you uh, goes down with each step. Uh, You didn't quite get to neutral, but yeah, he needs a diplomacy check to uh, shirk his duties, essentially. I have a 22... Yeah, I think this might actually be Scram's thing, especially because he has less of a penalty than anyone else. Mm. Okay. Do it up. So what reason is Scram giving, or uh, does somebody else give that Scram kind of grabs onto? Scram uh, should check. just deliver the world's best haiku uh, right there. 
<laughs> I do have a 24 in diplomacy, and I can re-roll once a day. Oh, now that's interesting. Higher penalty. Besides 24 Graham. in oratory, but I replace. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is functionally the same as Scram's 22 with the with the penalties. Yeah. And, and he gets get to re-roll it? Free re-roll. Yeah. All right. Yep. Leon, All right. you deliver the world's best haiku. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, any uh, objections? <laughs> I have none. Here we go. 32. Ooh, okay. So what yeah, reasoning does Leon give? I, you know what? I'm going to Yeah, re-roll. I love it. Can I, uh, can I, can I, the balls on this guy. I love it. Can we assist him <laughs> on it? Uh, sure. Is it diplomacy? Yeah. Devoth assists. Oh, no. Oh, I no. <laughs> oh, no. Cheryl sends we're, help. We're going to assist you. I, I got a 26 on the second one. That was a whoopsie doodle. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get you back up to the 30 you would have had on the first one. <laughs> I even get a re-roll. He gets a plus. Well, I used it. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Ish. And he gets a plus it, 10 on it, though. It so. was the right move. All right. So who's uh, assisting for this? Everyone. I think we all did. So it's a total of a 30. Got it. All right. So Darrell, uh, he kind of like turns his head to the side, like dismissively. And he says, well, I suppose I should get back to my guard duty. I need to keep this cave secured. For Barnabas Harrigan. And he lays back down, intently watching the hole that you guys crawled out of. Yeah, I don't hesitate. I immediately start moving down this way. Yep. Yeah, Devolch kind of shrugs and walks away like, all right. So are we changing the marching order or is Ivan staying up front? On that note, actually, uh, once we get up to this tunnel, Devoth is going to pull a new wand out of his pocket. Ooh. And just one by one, he will tap everyone in the in the group, and everyone turns invisible. Oh shit! And before he does that, I'm actually since we're no longer in the water, going to go to ti- Tiger. Okay. And Devoth is also going to cast Sea Invisibility on himself because that lasts like forever. It lasts what ten minutes per level, so I got like two hours of this. So everybody's invisible, and Devoth has Sea Invisibility. Correct? Yes. And Ivan has turned into a tiger. Tiger. All right. So you guys continue on your way uh, up this tunnel, and it gets uh, steeper and steeper until you're shimmying up upwards. And as you get closer and closer to the top, you can hear uh, you know, the shouts of the, the castle, as, the fortress as siege. And you come up, and you see a couple things. So you're in, you, you kind of like pop up in this... 15 by 20 foot room and directly to your north is like a what looks like used to be this like roped off area uh, kind of blocking the part of the room that you're in from the rest of this hallway to the north. So people didn't like accidentally wander in and fall in the hole. Yeah. Any sort of barrier that might have been stopping somebody from going over here is long gone. So there's no there's nothing impeding you from. Uh, stepping to the north, uh, to your south, uh, at the south end of this room, standing against the hall, this, standing against the wall, right next to the hole, is this ten-foot-tall stone statue that immediately activates. Oh, hold on a second! You guys are invisible. Okay, so what I'm going to do is ask you guys for a stealth check because you are like currently climbing up out of a hole, so somebody might see like a uh, some shifting rocks. You all have a plus 20 bonus on your stealth checks. Uh, Perfect. I have a plus 19. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 9. Well. A 29. Stealthiest I've ever been. All right. Devoth got a 37 with the plus 20. I even got a 27. Okay. So the lowest is a 27. Okay. Okay. So nobody in the room sees you. So let me go a bit further into detail. So all the way to the north here is a statue and anybody who wants to can give me a knowledge religion check uh don't care when i say statues it's more like a like a (laughs) shriny statue 36 12 okay so leon and cheryl both recognize this shrine as being to norgorber he's the neutral evil god of thieves poison assassinations and secrets as the map told us it was yes as the map told you Leon would know that this shrine specifically is to 
like Norgorber has a number of personas. There's four different sects, essentially, of Norgorber. Yeah, it's almost like he has four separate identities, uh, each one revered by a different uh, a different subsect of the church. Uh, one is for assassins, one is for murder, another one's for thievery, another one is for uh, like spycraft. So Leon would know that this shrine is specifically for the Reaper of Reputation, the Reaper of Reputation, which is his his identity denoted for uh, the spycraft cult. So the there are two like cloaked people standing right in front of it, and they're kind of just like at attention. They're like clearly aware of the of the assault going on, but they seem to be like guarding this area specifically. They've got their weapons out. Uh, like they're they're ready to uh, to throw down. It seems like they're here specifically to protect this shrine. Like that's their charge right now. You you can't tell if it's specifically for the shrine, but it's certainly this area that they're definitely here to, to guard specifically. I'm not sure how to adjudicate. Like if you guys wanted to sneak past this, I feel like Ivan's gonna have to turn back into a normal sized dwarf. I, I don't know if I can justify him squeezing past these cultists and them not knowing. Right. All right, fine. You know what? Be that way, but I will. Fuck your dwarf. I'll raise you a mouse. Ooh, bitch! I'm All built right, so... built for this. <laughs> All right. So, what are you guys doing? Sneaking by. Yeah, we're. That's another thing. You guys are also all invisible to each other, other than <laughs> myself. Yeah. Not to scram. You Not can to at least scram. See I like I can see everyone, and Scram can at least see where everyone is. That's true. Devoth has the invisibility, and Scram can see the uh, illusion auras where he knows his friends are. So Devoth would see me shapeshift into a mouse. So you guys don't really have a means of communicating with each other right now. Uh, uh, where you want to go? Actually, so I have an owl mask, and the second mask I put. Oh, no. Like, if we can't physically talk out loud because that would give away our position. That's what Alex is saying. Yeah. Well, I guess you would just have to uh, follow the guy in front, a.k.a. me. Nobody can see you except for Devoth and Scram. Yeah. And, like, so Cheryl can't see Leon. Leon can't see Devoth. You can't see anybody right now. So this will be fun. Uh, (laughs) So we each pick the way we want to go. <laughs> I'm going to free D8, for all exploration. That'll be fun. I will say because me and Devoth can actually see, and I assume Scram at one point or another would be like, "Well, fuck, we actually have no way to communicate with each other." He would actually grab like the two closest auras, like he'll feel around for them in that five foot square, and kind of just like grip onto like their shirt. So Leon and Ivan, you uh, you feel someone grabbing onto you from nowhere. Well, Devoth, I think, would uh, pick up Ivan. Okay. As I'll the tiny little it. mouse. Where are you going <laughs> with this? Um, and I'll like put you on my shoulder. Uh, and that's why I let you do it. <laughs> so Ivan, you right now are basically floating in the air as a a tiny mouse because you cannot see the shoulder on which you are perched. You can feel right. it underneath you. I but can like, feel yeah. it, and I'm sure my sense of smell is super heightened as a mouse, and I would mm-hmm. deduce pretty quickly it's Devoth, and I'm actually going to make my way up to the crown of his head, get real cozy <laughs> up in there. All You're going to pilot him, pilot his, uh, his head. Yeah, it's a little yeah. like Red, ratatouille. ratatouille style. Yeah, yeah there it is. <laughs> so yeah, right. we're ratatouille Sure. And then from there, Devoth would... Kind of like grab Cheryl by the shoulder and like give him a shove towards. <laughs> hey, come on, sit on my head, Cheryl. <laughs> like, get over there, you idiot. I thought he was towards, gonna say like, put him on Mr. his other shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna carry everyone through this. <laughs> no, uh, he would give Cheryl a shove towards the uh, the east. Okay. The blue enemy, like to to go to go past that way. A shove or a nudge? Because a shove feels a nudge. like not, not like bacon. shove him that way, but like <laughs> just like grab him, like point him that way, and just give him a gentle like go on, <laughs> and then uh, grab Leon just by the shoulder or whatever, and start guiding him along as well. Okay. And then I would trust Graham to be able to at least follow the auras and, and like see that we're not attacking. Yeah. 
So, Scram's intelligent enough. <laughs> the only reason why Ivan's cool at this plan is because he's on top of the boss's literal head right now. If I was anyone else in this plan, I'd be like, no, fuck no, N- ain't doing that. <laughs> okay, so you you make way to the east end of the hallway, and there's a door to the south, like kind of almost circling back in the direction that you came from with the hole going back to the south. So the door is closed. I tried to open it sneakily. Uh, give me a dexterity check. Oh, I'm good at these. That's a six. Okay, so Devoth opens the door and... Uses chip. I don't know if you would have assumed Barnabas Harrigan maintained his, his fort very well, but at least as far as the doors are concerned, no. And the doors... It gets caught on the on the... Like the the dirt floor a couple times, just like scraping along the floor, and uh, that gets the attention of uh, of these two guys. And they never seen the wind blow a door open before. <laughs> Force just... <laughs> must have been the wind, <laughs> and it also gets the attention of these two guys. Oh, that are in the room that you're opening the door to, <laughs> right in front of the door. All right, so. Devoth opens his door, not quietly whatsoever, and Leon and Cheryl would probably look back to the west and see the the two guys standing there, and they they look over like, what is this? Who's coming through there? And Devoth, you would see straight ahead to the south, these two guys standing there, and they see the door open, and there's nobody there, and they both shout, invisible intruders! And they each oh. cast a spell. Come on, that's what they shout? Not ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> Any reasonable person would be like, "Go!" <laughs> they yeah, shout. Next time, next time I think there's a ghost, I'm yelling, "Invisible intruders!" <laughs> that only makes sense. They shout, "Invisible intruders!" And they turn invisible, uh, casting the spell. But I'm gonna, I'll turn them back because I can uh, still see them. Because Devoth <laughs> can still see them. But yeah, everybody, roll initiative. Okay, Devoth. Where is it? Eighteen. Scram. Twenty-two. Leon. A nine. Cheryl. Six. Okay. Up first is Scram. So you still can't see any of your friends. You can just see the magical auras that they're in. Uh, you heard Devoth open this door very noisily. You heard someone shout from the room that the door leads to, Invisible Intruders. You probably saw them too, even though you're kind of around the corner on the map. Uh, and you saw them turn invisible. You can still see their magical auras. So you can see where they're standing, but you can no longer see them. The people to the west, uh, standing in front of the shrine, they look like they're getting ready to act as well. What do you do? I'm going to use a flaming sphere okay, and uh, put it on the invisible auras. Which one? You've got uh, an oran- the orange, the orange guy or the green guy? The one that's closest. Okay. So Scram suddenly appears, having cast flaming sphere. All right. So he needs to make a reflex save. 17. Uh, so that fails. Go ahead and roll damage. Ten points of fire damage. Okay. And uh, I'm going to back up five feet. Up next is Ivan. Can I intentionally put myself at the bottom of the initiative order and still have a full turn when it comes to me? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah that, that would set your new place in initiative every turn. It wouldn't... Right. You wouldn't... Like, I don't want to go second, but I don't want to hold a ready in action... Because then I can only you use just wanna, standard action. But I yeah, thought, you just want to delay and take your turn a little later. Right. And I still could do like a swift and a move and a full when it comes to me, right? Yeah, that would just yeah. set your new initiative to whenever you decide to go. Okay. I want to move myself to right before Cheryl, right after Leon. Nice. Okay. Feels cozy in there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then it is now Devoth's turn. Okay, then Devoth is going to uh, Inspired Rage as a move action. Okay. Uh, five foot step into this room. Right, row. And uh, Vital Strike uh, <laughs> Orange. Okay. Just breaking visible and me like, well, if you insist on making a racket, as Devoth like, appears mid-swing in front of this guy. All right, so you're hitting his flat-footed AC minus two. Yep. Go ahead and make your attack roll. Uh, that is a 21. That hits. 
Roll the two. <laughs> but oh, he does God. take 53 damage. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he takes five, we'll say fire damage, and I take three back from the vicious. And you kill that cultist. <laughs> my God. <laughs> An invisible body drops to the floor, uh, unseen by all but Devoth, and you just hear a thump. As that guy falls, I'm going to just, like, make eye contact with the other one and just grin at him. I thought you were going to say the one that was falling. (laughs) 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 Fucking eat mean mug him the whole way down to his death. (laughs) Mean mug him to the grave. Okay, so the remaining cultist does not look uh, eager for the fight to continue. But at that point, you all hear thump, thump, thump. And Leon and Cheryl would see that the stone golem has thumped his way uh, north of where he was. He kind of like like raises his hand up in the air, and on the palm of his hand, Leon and Cheryl, uh, and Scram would see this as well, but Leon and Cheryl, you see a rune inscribed in the uh, stone golem's hand. You both recognize it as... Uh, a symbol uh, indicative to the uh, the Church of Norgorber. You hear like a zoom, and suddenly you can all see yourselves as the golem's field of anti-invisibility activates. Oh, now when you say all of this, does that hit me too? Because I'm in another room. Yes. So yeah, this thing's got an invisibility purge effect. That's ridiculous. You can all see each other. Okay, up next are the cultists. All right, so Leon and Scram and Cheryl, you would each see uh, the blue and red cultists here go invisible. Uh, good thing there's an anti-invisibility. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Um, they... <laughs> Those big dummies. <laughs> what a waste of a turn. <laughs> <laughs> what a bunch of idiots. <laughs> no, yeah, no, they, they go invisible. They ignore oh. the, the fucking field. The field is not affecting them. Oh, now I call some BS on that. Everybody give me a will save as Devoth sees the green cultist cast a spell. Well, Devoth got a 22. Leon got a 17. Ivan had a natural 20 for 35. Okay. Scrim had a 28. Cheryl had a 17. Okay. So Leon and Cheryl both fail your will saves versus a confusion Uh, spell. God damn confusion. (laughs) <laughs> no, Pokemon yes, hurts yes, itself yes. in confusion. <laughs> I thought I thought Pathfinder was supposed to be fun. <laughs> well, it is when I'm... the DM doesn't have to keep making things up. I'm having buttloads right now. All right, Leon, you're up. All right. <laughs> well, I'm confused as shit. So well, help well me Leon out. has a good plan, so go with that. <laughs> okay, so Leon's got a 25% chance to act normally. One through 25. Oh, so Here's the like roll. Yeah, well, Sandy's permanent confusion. Yeah, oh, okay. So I got a 41, so Leon does nothing but babble incoherently for his round. <laughs> you having fun? I'm just defrothing out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up is Ivan. So the whole reason I moved myself further down in the initiative order was uh, because I was hoping the two invisible guys would do something to make themselves visible, and instead now I just can't see anybody, and I'm visible. Oh no! I'm sorry. Oh, the the so the green cultist would have become visible again when he cast confusion. Oh, in that case, can I charge him? No, no. you don't have enough room. So as a tiny sized creature, you actually can't make a five foot step either. So you can basically jump off of Devoth and get to the square. You're as a move action. Yes. Fine, and then part of my move action, I'll turn back into a tiger. Uh, you don't. There's not enough. You room. don't have room, dude. There's ten feet there. No, no, there isn't. <laughs> where? Sh- show me, show me where you can move. It, it'll, it'll, this my, way or this way my, that my you're ass, not. My ass will push Devoth back through the door. <laughs> don't work like that. You can turn into a dwarf with claws. I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's what I'm gonna have to do. Uh, can you do that as a move action, or does it have to be? I think I can just end the shape shift as a free action at any point. No, I think no, like shifting in any form is a standard action. But as part of a move action, you can shift. And I think it's a swift action to do your claws. So you're good. You've got a standard action. First one to 22. 
Well, you get one. You get one attack, and that hits. And that's 16 damage. Uh, Four acid, one cold. Okay. All right, so Ivan appears in his dwarven form, slashing at the green cultist. Up next is Cheryl. Let's see what Cheryl does. He's confused. 73. Deal 1d8 points of damage plus strength modifier to yourself with an item in your hand. What? So what's your strength score? What's your strength mod? Uh, plus 5. All right, so go ahead and roll 1d8, add 5, and you you hurt yourself in confusion, just like Bulbasaur. Bashing yourself roll. with a book. That's a 5. All right. Plus, what did you say? Plus your strength mod. Yeah, so you take 10 damage. Now, I have DR10, so I'm just going to go ahead and get rid of that from hmm. my super sweet belt. Oh, the stone skin belt. Holy shit. <laughs> yep. Okay. I am an impenetrable fortress unto myself. <laughs> from yourself. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> it's just from yeah, myself. He just beating the shit out of himself going, I can do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all you got, Mr. Fist? <laughs> All right, uh, so that brings us back to Scram. Uh, Scram says, fuck it, and uh, casts Flaming uh, Fireball right here, so or right here, getting all of them uh, while using the rod to uh, not To exclude us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That, that probably looks cool as hell. <laughs> like, especially with everybody else, like, like seeing what Scram's doing, they're like, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> Real quick, Dwarf is like, ah, oh, shit. Scram's confused too. <laughs> um, the dust clears and everybody's okay. Don't forget, you still have your sphere out too. Oh right, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yep, move action to move that. Uh, All right, so let's do the fireball first. Golems are immune to magic because they're dicks. Because they're dicks. Uh, so go ahead and roll damage for the cultists at least. 37 flame, or fire damage for uh, fireball, and then uh, 12 damage for flaming sphere on green. Yeah, uh, so the green cultist with the flaming sphere uh, falls over dead. Nice. Sweet. Okay. And up next is Devoth. <laughs> Devoth is going to reach out and... Uh... Pat Ivan on the back and uh, cast Sea Invisibility on him. Ooh, spreading the wealth. <laughs> and then Devoth will uh, five foot step back up to the north. And uh, yeah, that's his turn. And he just kind of waits for uh, Leon and or Cheryl to get out of the way. Or to take a whopping hit. <laughs> and I maintain rage. Alrighty. Uh, up next is the golem's turn. As a free action, he uh, is going to activate his slow effect. So I need Cheryl, Leon, and Devoth to give me will saves. It's a 21 for Devoth. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's a 14 for Leon. 11 for Cheryl. So Leon and Cheryl are confused and slow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you found my weakness. Isn't that what you <laughs> saves? <laughs> All right, so as a review, slowed means you are staggered. You can On your turn, you can make either a standard or a move action. And you've got, I think, a minus two penalty on your attack rolls and your AC. Uh, he's going to punch the shit out of Cheryl. No, that's me. First slam is a, oh, it's a 26 to hit, but you're slowed. Uh, so 26 versus your AC minus two, I think. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah, that hits. All right. And I'll just roll the other slam attack. Way more than 26. Uh, how's a 41 taste to oh, hit? That doesn't taste good. Yeah. So I have, I still have that DR10, and then I have temp HP from... From rage. Oh, wait. You are raging, right? Yeah. All right, so first one was or 18 damage, and then the second oh. slam is 21 damage. Okay, so up next are the cultists. Didn't we just kill uh, those guys? Uh, you killed these guys, but then you got these guys up here who are invisible, though Devoth can see them. So the blue cultist is going to stretch his hand out, and confusion doesn't stack, but Devoth and Scram need to give me another will save as the blue cultist casts confusion. Uh, Scram and Devoth, what are your will saves? Uh, 19. 12. 
Scram, you're confused. Oh, fucking wonderful. Fun, fun, fun for everyone. But mostly me. And... Jeez, what's the other guy gonna do? He's going to cast Dispel Magic on Devoth. Oh! <laughs> um, Alright, so, Devoth, what's the highest caster level effect affecting you right now? I think it's just the invisibility. Or, no, it would be detect, detect Scrying, which okay. is a fourth level. Well, it's all the highest caster level. It's all the same caster level, right? Oh, well, yeah, I guess so. So I guess it would go for the highest spell level first, then, which would be seen visibility, correct? Uh, yeah. Or no, highest is detect scrying. So eleven plus what is the caster level of that? I'm twelve. Twelfth level caster. So all right. So DC twenty three. He's got to make a caster level check. He got a thirteen. Uh, so I don't think he dispelled anything, but it was worth a try. <laughs> oh, also casting. Each of those spells breaks invisibility for the cultists, so you can see them again, everybody. Lovely. Okay, up next is Leon. How am I doing? Let's see. You got this, buddy. You got this. 97. You attack the nearest creature. So I'm going to start at the cultists and then go counterclockwise. One, two, three, four. <laughs> okay. For who Leon's going. Four is Devoth. Who am I, who am I going to punch uh. again? Who am I critting? Too bad you can't get your sweet, or, uh, yeah, Swiss Army Scorpion hanky to nab that confusion foam up. <laughs> Alright, so I got a three, so you take a swing at Cheryl. No! <laughs> the worst outcome! I, I know, I'm so sorry, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> well, you're also confused. You don't know what's going on. We have a bond stronger than fists. <laughs> but just barely. <laughs> so I guess just roll a d20 and see if you get a nat 20. Alright. I got an eight. Okay. I do not punch Cheryl, I don't think. You do not. It's an eight minus two. Yeah. Okay. Up next after Leon is Ivan. I don't know. I don't want to like go out into this room because then I'm just stuck behind those two. So you can make an acrobatics check. Well, so you can oh, go... go okay. Devon, start pulling him back into this room. I will... I have no idea. Um, I will hold my turn that if somebody opens that door, we'll hold an action to attack anybody that comes through the door. Okay. Anybody? Yeah, at anybody. this point, if anybody comes through this door at the other side, I will swing a claw at them. All That's right. the action I am holding. Up next is Cheryl. Let's see how Cheryl's doing with his confusion. Cheryl attacks the golem. Please. Please don't send me through the door. Anyone who's attacked while confused attacks their attacker on their next turn. Oh. You you don't roll for it. You just attack whoever attacked you. Oh, that's potentially good. Yes, that is true. Didn't Leon attack him? But Leon missed. Like, like Leon did attack him, but the golem damaged him. Any confused creature who is attacked automatically attacks its attacker on its next turn. So he gets confused against both of them. So... Oh, no. So, you were attacked by two creatures. So, here's what we're going to do. Each attack that Cheryl makes on this turn will have a 50% chance for the golem and a 50% chance for Leon. We'll do 1 through 50 is the golem. 51 through 100 is Leon. Attack number one, Leon. Okay, here it comes. Oh, oh God damn it, Alex. Sorry, did you, did you want me to hold off on that? I feel like I've done almost nothing in this combat except look like a fucking asshole. Yeah, well, roll your attack. See how much you're going to beat up Leon for. Yeah. Oh, God, 37. That's not the number Yeah, I you crush me, dude. Uh, All right, what's the damage okay. on that? 23. All right. Not too bad. Leon takes 23 damage. All right, Leon, or all right, Cheryl, you got another attack. Uh, do you want to roll the attack roll first? Do you want me to roll the D100 first? Uh, roll the D100 first. I don't... Just stay the course and hope right. it's different. Same as last time. 1 through 50 is the golem. Come there on. you go. Very much the golem. Yeah. All right. Now I can feel good about this one. Yes. 33. That hits. Yes. You just knew that that had a chance to be a natural one. <laughs> it did. But it didn't. <laughs> 23. I'm consistent. All right. In your confused state, you feel uh, 10 of that 23 get absorbed by his damage reduction. All right. Well, at least I hit him. That feels good. Doing one good thing. <laughs> you can die happy now. 
Okay, up next is Scram, who is confused. So let's roll that. Man, 36. Scram babbles incoherently for one round. Oh, come on, Scram. Get it together. <laughs> this is not hurting anybody. Last time he didn't have control of himself, he started shooting mythical fireballs at us. <laughs> That's true. Okay. So, at this point, Devoth would see... Oh, God damn it! <laughs> ...some more invisible creatures come slinking out of D10, the room to the southwest of where you guys are. The two of them look like the same cultist that you've been fighting, and then another one is this woman with uh, two short swords, one of which is, like, glowing with this, like, gray flame on it. Lovely. They they see you guys uh, fighting the golem and just, <laughs> in general, being confused. And uh, the lady uh, smirks at you guys, and she says, The Reaper of Reputation will enjoy the gifts I will send to him today. And she, shing, she like slides her swords together, ready to fight. And we'll see you next week. Oh, no. See ya. What's the first thing you did when you got your eye? Lost the head. Hey. <laughs> what's the first thing? It's like he stepped off the long boat. Crow. It was day one. <laughs> yeah, he made it 50 feet in. Like.